calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome back to another episode of Awkward Sex and the City. How are you guys doing? Is it snowing where you're at right now? Did you make it through Valentine's Day weekend? Um, this is a very weird Valentine's Day. I, I don't know. That sounds. I'm usually touring. Valentine's Day weekend is usually where like we make a shit ton of money. Um, and this is the first time where there's no touring. I'm not going from city to city, uh, which I obviously miss. But it's also nice to just kind of like be with Aaron this weekend. So that's really cool. I don't know. I'm excited. Uh, it's Friday, so we haven't done the weekend yet. We did just have sex out and that was fun. Uh, yeah, because I record my intros, outros after I record the episode, if that makes sense. Is this TMI? I don't know. When, where's the line? But we have a guest this week. Uh, one of my favorite guests I always love when he comes on, David Odyssey. Uh, if you go and look for his first episode, he just... He has a way of just like taking you on a journey uh, in a way that's just very fun and silly is not the right word, but just interesting. And he does it again in this episode. And I'm not going to say much about the episode just because uh, no spoilers. So after you go and rate, like, subscribe, share, download Awkward Sex in the City, go and download David's podcast the luminaries with david odyssey go rate like share subscribe i think you'll really like it it's fun uh, a lot of astrology if you like oxx you're gonna like it you know i feel like if you like oxx i think you like astrology too but anyway guys enjoy i'll see you on the other side I don't know the last time I fucking saw you. <laughs> I think it was when we recorded my Awkward Sex in the City in May or in early end of April 2019 um, in your studio in like Prospect Heights. 
um, it was a very different world. Yeah, I miss that studio. I feel like we were 15 year olds. Yeah. Yeah. We were so young. We were so dumb then. <laughs> we had no clue what was coming. Yeah. And I'm actually quite grateful to be doing this because I feel like lately I've started writing down uh, my old sex stories because I'm not having much right now, first of all. And secondly, I'm trying to like, kickstart some pride in my my sexuality so that it's not all shame and just be like oh yeah you did live it uh before you turned 30. <laughs> now that i'm just like this washed up crone did you just turn 30? i wonder why yeah i know and it's well i'm honestly i'm like can I be on gay sex apps from a mental health point of view? I don't think the answer is yes, which is tough right now, but I have to figure that out because when you're on a roll, they're amazing, but they can also make you be like, maybe I should uh, walk into traffic. So I'm just deciding how that's going to work. But without <laughs> them, yeah, it's not super happening right now. Can you explain the difference between like gay dating apps and versus like, like uh, Hinge and Tinder and like OkCupid, okay, like what makes them so intense? The gay sex apps, it's like, let's get right down to it. Um, but it's very, which is exciting and thrilling because it's like, okay, I could get laid tonight and that's it. Um, and it could be, it, it's based on location. So it's literally like, oh, he's like 300 feet away. Like, let's do it right now. But it also basically becomes like Mad Max, where it's just this like free for all, savage, bizarre. You like forget your name, and you like wake up, you know, in the bathroom stall at at a Tompkins Square Park. So, are you spraying like silver spray paint into your mouth too while you do it? <laughs> we just watched Mad Max Fury Road again, like earlier this week. So that was like a really, I really like that reference to me because I was like, oh, I just saw it, so now I remember everything. <laughs> Yeah, it to me, it is that level of savagery where it's just like, kill or be killed, you better survive, good luck out there. And it's like, a lot of people get dates on Scruff and Grinder. I am yet to have that happen. For me, it's usually just like, okay, I'm going to a stranger's apartment. If you don't hear from me in a week, it means that like my limbs are in a freezer somewhere. You know what I mean? Which again is not that different, I think, from straight uh, dating. I think there's just a lot less pretense, and it's just like, okay, how big is your dick? Let me see your ass. Like, do you have any? And it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like the Trader Joe's of sex app. They like cut the middleman out. Trader Joe's can be overwhelming. Uh, Trader Joe's, I find like to be too much. So I'm trying to find the balance. And actually what I've been thinking about before doing this podcast is I'm like, you know, at least we have the apps during the pandemic because it has, I have gotten laid uh, a nice amount during the pandemic. But what I really miss are the other free-for-alls, which are like sex parties, I kind of miss, but I really, what I miss are bathhouses. Like that was the kind of free-for-all where I felt like I had a little bit more of a vantage point and it was a little less overwhelming. And that's what I'm missing most right now during this pandemic. I think that's fair. I have not done a bathhouse. I, we were about to start uh, adventuring into sex parties, me and Aaron, and mm. then COVID hit. And I was just like, <sighs> but... I know. But sex parties in New York, this is the thing, okay? 
They're amazing. They're all over town. You know, you have every flavor. You have your small kind of boutique sex party in Fort Greene. You have your dungeon rave in Bushwick. Okay. The issue is there is no anonymity at a sex party. It is basically you are going to see every alt gay comedian you've ever met is naked <laughs> in the trenches, literal trenches. It's like pig sloths. So pig troughs, sorry. Uh, you're in the mud and the catacombs and the concentration camps with every person you've ever had sex with, every alt-gay comedian you've ever met. So sex parties, I'm like, I don't know how that's going to work for me either. Am I ever going to want to go back to that? I, like, I would love to go to a sex party in Scandinavia where they don't know me. But there's also a nice aspect of like, okay, where everybody knows your name. You're at the sex party. You're like at the... um at the kind of hors d'oeuvres table, making conversation with people you know. So there's kind of two sides. It, it's There's two sides to that, I would say. I love that it's like cheers with hors d'oeuvres, but also every... I, I'm awkward with every comedian that I see before a show yeah. that I can't even imagine when I'm going to be like before like with my tits hanging out or something so oh, that's good I'm God. thank you I'm so glad to know that going in because if I was caught in it not caught but if I was in a sex party and then caught like during the headlights with someone I knew naked I'd be like I think I would just faint like I don't know I think my body would just like literally shut down I don't know what I'd do it's yeah I'm honestly I'm, I'm confronting like how many of those events were actually erotic for me and how many of them were just like survival mode for me and I did feel very like, I think the hottest possible thing is anonymity. And like, that's what I love about Scruff. And that's what I loved about bathhouses, which I'd love to talk about is like, I love that, like, I don't have a name. You don't know me. I can do whatever I want tonight. Not that I'm doing anything like murdery, but like, I could be a top tonight. I could be a bottom tonight. Like, I could do, I could do foot stuff tonight, whatever. And you don't know me. And there is this thing of like, okay, like, hey, girl, good to see you again. Like, love your haircut that takes that out. It's fun in the like bigger sex parties at the like kind of dungeon raves because you're like, I'm with my girls. Everyone's going wild. That's great. But um, I, for me, in terms of the actual erotic experience, I have a huge sense of safety. And this is maybe because I grew up in like an enmeshed neurotic scorpionic jewish household where everyone was in each other's business i feel like sexually i can only express myself with anonymity and that's also kind of like a superhero alter ego thing and that's kind of to me some sex parties you can have that but really it's the bathhouse where you get that the most i think and that's why i'm like i don't want to go to the bathhouse with friends you know do you have a specific bathhouse that you like to go to? Well, Natalie, let me just take you through. <laughs> let me take you on a hey. journey uh, through through multiple countries and, and through multiple boroughs. Okay? So let's start with my first bathhouse experience. Okay? 2016, I'm in Berlin. Bathhouse is called, I think, The Boiler Room. Never been. Let's check it out. Okay? Never done anything like this before. Why not? Say what you will about the Germans. They are extremely clean, okay? I have never been in a more elegant facility. Gorgeous pools, steam rooms, sauna. There's kind of these like porn viewing rooms. There's kind of a maze situation. There's all of these like sex booths. 
it's immaculate. Okay. You could like eat off the floors. So the first hour or so I was pretty anxious and I just like got the lay of the land. But what I love, this is the other thing I love about bathhouses at a sex party. I am so anxious that I literally just stand by the food table because I'm like, I don't, I'm at a bar mitzvah right now. I don't know what to do with myself. Am I supposed to be making conversation? And until you can get in the zone and like start getting hard and getting going, you're literally just like, what am I going to do? Walk around. Okay. A bathhouse is great because it's also a bathhouse. Like I'm at the spa. So the sex is kind of incidental, which I really like, which is like, even if I don't like get an STD today, I still got like an exfoliation. You know what I mean? (laughs) So the boiler room in Berlin, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to relax and Jesus take the wheel. And I was there for like 90 (laughs) minutes. I had a great time. And actually I was like, you know what? I don't think anything's going to happen and that's okay. Like I had a great time. I go to the showers, which are these like gorgeous exposed showers in the middle of the room, kind of this like Jewish summer camp fantasy. Um, And I am just in the shower and these two guys come up and get under the water with me. And then we kind of go from there. Okay. Let me just kind of paint the picture for everyone. This is before I got the LASIK surgery that changed my life. So I was fully legally blind and I had huge like Buddy Holly glasses. So these two guys want to go into the steam room. And when I say room, I mean arena. The steam room is huge. Okay. So I have to take my glasses off and leave them. I'm, I can't see anything. The steam room is pitch black. So once you're in there, it's literally just like, um, it's kind of like Snow White in the Enchanted Forest. It's literally, you cannot see anything and just like, you better hope that whatever is coming up feels good. Okay. So the three of us start going at it. I've never had anything like this happen to me before. Like I am living my life. Okay. All the lights come on immediately. Uh, the three of us who are like in flagrante stop. The managers come in. Hourly mandatory cleaning. Everyone out. Okay. I look. Everyone. We are having sex, the three of us. Everyone in the steam room has been watching the entire time. They're all, so it's literally when the lights come on, it's us. And then there's like a circle of men around us jerking off. And I was like, wow, I did not see any of you. And it's like the Coliseum of sex. Yes. Um, But because it's German, of course, the cleanliness thing and the order thing, uh, they're like, no, bitch. Like, Cleanliness above all, like, we don't care if you haven't had your orgasm, which I was like, okay, I'm not going to fight this. Okay. (laughs) When you go into the bathhouse, everyone gets a little tiny towel and there's just all these hooks where you put your towel. They all look the same. I I didn't know which towel was mine. So I grabbed mine. This guy runs out of the shower, erect dick bobbing. And he goes, that's my towel. You can't take that. And it's just like only in Germany, you know, we are in. We have every sort of bacteria crawling all over each other. We're all having group sex. This obsession with order that you only get in Germany. I'm just like, okay, girl, take your towel. So then we go to a booth, which I really enjoyed uh, because it was also very like cut off and segmented. We had sex for a while. Then it was over. I relaxed. I took a shower, went home. It was a really positive experience because 
It was so orderly. It was so clean. And it was really friendly. What I loved about that gay bathhouse experience was like, hey, how are you? Can I get in the shower with you? Can I suck your dick? Like, it was just so... I hate making conversation. The reason that I'm really bad at dating apps is I'm like, I have no idea what to say to this person. And I love this aspect in the bathhouse of like, what's up? What's up? Okay, let's get to it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that was my German bathhouse experience, which really like kind of set the tone for me. Yeah, it's a a high bar. It's a really high bar, unfortunately, uh, because in some ways it's all downhill from here. So no. I then went, uh, I was born in Israel. I have a lot of family there. So I was then in Tel Aviv, which had opened its first gay bathhouse, uh, creatively titled Sauna. And where the Germans are obsessed with order, Israel is a very chaotic country. A lot of gay Israelis moved to Germany because they love the quiet and the order. Israel is very chaotic. It's very in your face. There's a lot of unprocessed trauma, generationally, war. Okay. The Israeli sauna did feel like um, kind of an Auschwitz re-immersion. It was underground. It was in these kind of like pitch black catacombs. And... the what, What you love about a bathhouse is that unlike a club... It's usually like a chill vibe. There aren't that many people there. You can like hang out in a whirlpool, walk to a sauna, cruise, get a hand job. Okay. The Israelis don't get that because they're lunatics. The Israeli sauna, it, it was like a nightclub. There was a dance floor. They were blasting Ariana Grande. There were swarms of men going from room to room. So I'm like, okay, no one, I I am not relaxed right now. I am on full alert because I'm in this goddamn whirlpool with like 50 other men. It was total Sodom and Gomorrah. The catacombs, again, (laughs) we don't have LASIK. My glasses are off. The catacombs are pitch black. You're in these kind of rocky mazes. It, It was like, are we just like in a divot in the earth? Smoke is obviously everywhere because you're in a sauna. And I was like, this is the oven at Auschwitz. Like, we have a bunch of naked Jewish men in an oven right now. Like, of course, yes, I won't say that's not erotic, but also, like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? So, needless to say, I was way too anxious and nothing happened for me that night. Uh, I cannot imagine that sauna is still open, but, you know. Uh, long may she reign. Uh, I, I hope it, it's not a subtle country. I'll say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've always wanted to go to Tel Aviv too. I heard it's like a lot of fun. Oh, it's fabulous. Except the bathhouse. It's chaos. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> fabulous, but it's like, it's not a subtle city. Okay. So then we come back to New York and let the journey really begin. New York has so many incredible bathhouses. New York has such a rich history of gay bathhouses. Of course, Bette Midler and Barry Manilow got their start performing in gay bathhouses. Um, You know, the gay bathhouse in gay history and gay culture has long been a kind of bastion of community. Um, uh, Queers would often bring like food and host out of their stalls in the sauna. Um, You know, my dream, of course, is to go back to 1977 and lose my goddamn mind you well i mean i wanted to mention you are rocking a great like 70s porn style right now it looks great on you thank you 
Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. That means so much to me. Um, I want to say it earlier and I forgot. I love it. Thank you. And um, yes, I do. I, I did have sex in a park this summer and I did feel like the ancestors were with me. I'm so jealous. So thank you for saying that. So many people have had sex in the park this summer and I'm so pissed off that really? I'm not one of them. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's been like fucking in the park. I feel like, you know, astrologically speaking, I think 2021, it might be the summer for, for you to do that. But, but listen, it can be good. It's, it can also be like, all right, <laughs> I, I'm, but I'm sorry. I think your time will hopefully come. Oh, thank you. Really? Uh, this was in a playground. So this was really uh, less populated and it was at night. Of course, any car that drove by, we were like, what's going on? This is how you end up on a sex offender list. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking playground? Are you little children? What is that? Is that at little houses? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Little children. <laughs> Where Patrick Wilson is fucking Kate Winslet on top of that laundry machine is a. I have masturbated that scene so many times. <laughs> yes. I've masturbated so many times that scene is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> I've told people that, and they're like, "Do you know what the movie is about?" No, don't don't start with me because that movie is about. I mean, it's about a lot of things, but like, I have never related to a character more when Kate Winslet like gets obsessed with him and she orders that bathing suit off of the catalog and they just show her her apartment waiting for the bathing bathing suit to come in the mail and they, <laughs> she's just like sitting there until the ups man comes and i'm like that is my life like that is me being <laughs> like i will wait for this bathing suit that will allegedly change my life but for her it worked and that movie's amazing listen we had sex in the parking lot in the playground at like midnight so we were not like in view of there was none of that happening that the playground was totally desolate <laughs> so i just want to say like okay <laughs> i'm not getting off on like the danger of like are the mommies gonna run into us or something um we did do it on the slide though which again i don't That's know hot. if i even recommend it but you know i'm glad i, I did it okay <laughs> New York has a gorgeous bathhouse culture. So we are talking Spa Castle. Spa Castle is in Queens. Spa Castle's legendary. Of course, you know, a dead body did wash up a few years ago. Spa Castle has had all sorts of reports because everybody goes there to have sex. Okay. In 2017, Spa Castle opened a second location in Manhattan. But they didn't want to call it Spa Castle because they wanted to have a more elegant, uh, this is not a sleaze factory thing. So they called it Premier 57 and it's on 57th Street. And they put little plaques outside all the saunas saying, you know, no PDA, no public displays of affection. Give me a break. Okay. <laughs> I have never not had shit go down there. Everyone, because, you know, you have the saunas which are co-ed. But then the uh, like the baths and the pools are um, sex separated. Okay, so wow. I assume that the women's saunas are just like, you know, tits out, loving life. You know, talking about literature. I wish you guys could be going at it. <laughs> For the men, it is Sodom and Gomorrah. It always will be. And they did this thing at Premier Fifty Seven where they were like, "We're gonna have monitors." Like checking in and i'm like okay this isn't jewish summer camp like don't even everyone is jerking off under the bubbles and th having the monitors come for, for a lot of these closeted like 
I, I the people that you meet at Spa Castle, I think, are the guys who like load luggage at JFK. Like I'm, I'm like that's the vibe, and I'm like they're all jerking off when the moderator comes in, when the monitor comes in to like catch you in the act that turns them on even more because they're obsessed with getting caught by mommy or whatever. I got bored because I was like, okay, are we going to do this or what? I can't just stand here and make eyes for hours. Like the bubbles are hot. I kind of need a release. One time I took a guy with me that was hot. I did give him a blow job. We did get kicked out. And when they asked us to leave, I was like, oh my God, am I going to get banned for life? And of course they were like, thank you so much. We can't wait to see you next time. Because I'm like, oh, they probably kick out 50 men a day. They don't want to lose the business. They know we'll come back and, and they'll just kick us out again. So it's not like you get banned. There is no shame. They're just like, you have to leave. But as you're leaving, they're like, it was so great having you. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay. <laughs> um, Some mixed messages. A lot of mixed messages. So that's Premiere 57. I really liked it there. Um, I don't love going to 57th Street, but I did feel like it was a nice facility and you could have some secret stuff happening. I didn't think it was great for really like going to going to town. You know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We then have... Spa Castle in Queens, the OG Spa Castle, multiple stories, kind of the monolith of, of bathhouses. This is a little bit more next level. The issue with Spa Castle, to bring up little children, is yes, in the men's area, who do we have? We have gay men, closeted men, curious men, and then we have this smattering of like Queen's dads bringing their sons to the spa for shits. And it's like, okay, you guys have to go. It's like, you guys cannot be in here. Okay. Like be, Spa Castle in Queens is gorgeous. It's kind of this like Sharon Stone 80s sex palace. It's amazing. There's all of these little tubs and whirlpools. There's a shower area. That steam room is no joke. That steam room reminded me of I Am Legend with Will Smith, where there's these just creatures all <laughs> hovering around jerking off because everyone's just like in a fugue in the smog, just like masturbating. Um, so yeah, there's like dads with kids and it's like, okay, get that. So it's one of those things where everyone's like the minute the dad with the kid leaves, it's like, okay, back to business. You know what I mean? It's kind of like um, Toy Story where like all the toys come alive. <laughs> and you start jerking each other off. Exactly. Spa Castle in Queens is a sleaze palace because, again, you have all of these, like, JFK employees, all of these, like, closeted married men who are super hot, and they have come on a mission. So, listen, I can get laid anytime. These guys are like, no, I'm, I'm in it to win it today. Spa Castle in Queens has this gorgeous exposed shower area, and those men... Okay, listen, I am a former go-go dancer. I love I'm a I'm a voyeur. No, I'm not a voyeur. I'm an exhibitionist. I love giving a show. These men are doing full I'm a slave for you choreography in the shower. They are lathering. They are giving you an herbal essences with an erection performance uh kind of spectacular. And uh, you know, I'm just like in the tub like okay, you know, live your truth. I might actually just want to get a massage. Like I don't need things to be this jacked up. That's kind of the joy of Spa Castle is that the fads, the gays 
are at one level and the more like closeted curious men are at the next level because they are really ready to go. The rest of us are like, okay, you know, do whatever you want. Let's see what happens. So that's kind of a dynamic that I really enjoyed. Um, I did not get laid at Spa Castle in Queens because I've only been once and frankly doing mushrooms did not help. I, I don't, doing mushrooms and was not good for connecting with my sexual desires. I was not really able to chill. I was so like in my head, you know what I mean? Um, was that the first time you did shrooms too? No, uh, I've done shrooms okay. many times and I've done them many times in a spa facility and I've never really learned. It does not actually <laughs> go. Mushrooms in the bath are really good. Mushrooms, if you're renting a house upstate and you have a hot tub are really good. Mushrooms in a sexual arena uh, where there's all sorts of things coming at you at the kind of a dick phantasmagoria, not so good. Um, or not so good with me because I think mushrooms take you so into your like heart and soul that it's not really good for just like this kind of chill spontaneity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're very like, they, it feels very polar opposite, like very different things that you want happening. Like you just said, basically. <laughs> As someone who's never done shrooms, I'm very afraid of shrooms. Uh, I, I, I have a dark mind and I just don't want to see where mm. it goes, you know? I mean, I think, listen, I am currently on a sobriety uh, scenario. I love them. I love shrooms. Shrooms are very much, yes, for someone like you, you're a water sign, right? No, I'm fire. What, I am Leo is? and year of the dragon. Hey, Leo. Okay. I love that. Anyways. I know it's a, it's great. Fabulous. Okay. And with that <laughs> hair too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, yeah. Mushroom is all about tapping into this kind of delicate sensitivity, these deeper emotions. And I just like never learned. And I had so many experiences, which is like, why did I take mushrooms before this sex rave? Like, when will I learn? You know what I mean? Um, and sometimes it would be cool because the mushrooms would take you to a new level. And it was like, okay, I'm ready to go fucking wild. But other times it was like, I cannot get an erection. You know what I mean? Okay. So there's there's just a lot there. Um, but, you know, I definitely would say for a bathhouse spa, edible is really the way to go. Like, I think mm, okay. a nice eatable, go to spa castle, get weird. I just think that's like kind of a great day for anyone to have. Um, yeah. Then, of course, lastly, we have to talk about the greatest place on earth. Okay. The Russian Turkish baths. Is that the one in Coney Island? No, which I need to go to. This is the one in the East Village uh, right by the Selka. It's kind of in little Ukraine. Oh, Mm-hmm. This yes. is a goddamn institution. You know, save New York, save our stages, save the Russian Turkish baths. I was supposed, I am on the Russian Turkish baths listserv, and I was supposed to be in the, in the documentary about the Russian Turkish baths, but the filming dates were right at the start of COVID. However, I told Bye. them that as soon as the pandemic ends, I better be at the top of that list. Okay. Oh I have God. so much to say. Yeah, there's just so much to say. First of all, who doesn't love the East Village? Okay. Secondly, the Russian Turkish Baths has been around for 3,000 years. It is owned by two Russian men, David and Boris. Okay. David and Boris have not spoken in about 30 years. 
The way that the Russian-Turkish Baz is broken up is that if you get a membership, you can get a David membership or a Boris membership because there's like a long-standing dynastic family feud going on. It's insane. So if you get a Groupon to the Russian-Turkish Baz, you better check w- w- what day it's on because if your Groupon is for a Boris day and you show up on a Thursday and it's a David day, you're not getting in. Okay, this is how psycho it is. And everyone plays along. Which I love because, again, you know, I come from the shtetl. My ancestry is all like Poland, Belarus, Fiddler on the Roof. So I love this level of like, there's a, a squabble between the bathhouse owners and everyone in the village knows about it. Like, I love that. I'm addicted to that. Okay. So, Russian Turkish baths. You get your Groupon. Okay. You get your Groupon. You get a pass. The Groupon is so good because you get um, access to the facilities and you get the treatment. The treatment involves a tiny, muscular Russian man named Sasha taking you into a sweltering concentration camp furnace, putting a towel over your head till you suffocate, climbing on top of you and whacking you with huge palm leaves. It's incredible. It's life-changing. Nothing on earth is better. It is truly like dying and being reborn. Okay. The Russian Turkish baths is disgusting. I just want to say it's literally, it looks like um, a synagogue that got bombed out by the, by the Nazis uh, in the Blitzkrieg of London. It's, they have like a cold pool, which looks just like a hole in the earth, (laughs) but the water's freezing. It's gorgeous. The facilities are not, you know, there's just a lot of, you know, when you have those like old Brooklyn apartments where like the heating pipe is just very exposed. And if you touch it, you'll like sizzle your hand. You just get burned. It's a lot of that. Yes. It's a lot of just like holes, a lot of broken tile, but it's great. Okay. (laughs) This is how it works too. The Russian Turkish baths has gender only days. So there's women-only days, there's co-ed, and then there's male-only days. Male-only is Thursday and Sunday. Now, this is when we really get saucy. Who is going to male God, I miss this so much. Who's going to male-only days? Okay. We have gay men and Hasidic Jews. Okay. (laughs) And that's Which, (laughs) that is it. And let me tell you, there is something about the combination that works because- (laughs) If it were just gay men, it wouldn't be that hot. But the idea that there are Hasidic Jews coming into the sauna while you are, in my case, engaged in oral sex, it just adds this kind of charm. It adds this spice. It adds this, like, I know what I'm doing here. What are you doing here? It adds this, like, really incredible dialogue um, and this nice, like, uh, friction. The Russian Turkish baths is. I don't know. Like the guys there were really hot. There's something about the locker room. It's very like you're coming for a schwitz. Okay. You know, Spa Castle is more of like a full day experience. 
Russian Turkish baths are like the male only hours go for like five hours. So you better get there on Sunday morning and get it over with. So, you know, you're in the <laughs> locker room, you're listening to hot guys talking to each other about what books you're reading. Then you go down, you're, you're, you know, you can't see, but you, you grab a dick. It's, you go, you get, you get scrubbed. Um, it, it's just really sleazy in the best way. It's really kind of disgusting in the best way. I have to, like Russian Turkish bathholds, like the deepest place in my heart. I don't even know if they're even, it's allowed for them to be open right now. I hope that they reopen soon uh, as the vaccine rolls out because I just think like it's a true East Village institution. And I did meet some hot guys there. I just got to say it. Like it, it was, the vibe was, was powerful there. And that was one place I was like, yeah, it's a Sunday. I went one New Year's Eve at like 8 a.m. And I was just like, live, laugh, love. And I had a great time. So that's, of all of them that I'm reviewing, I would put Russian Turkish baths at the top of the list. I knew that one too, because I knew the Boris days and the David days. Like I've, I, it, it is just something you know, like in New York. Right. Uh, it's legendary. I think if I remember correctly, if I'm remembering, remembering correctly, there it is. I think my friend is on the bathhouse listserv that's in Coney Island or in Brighton Beach. Whoa. And when COVID hit, they were emailing being like, come, steam kills COVID. <laughs> so, and honestly, they might be right. Like, <laughs> they're like, come. <laughs> I, I'm obsessed with that. I'm like, please don't change. You know what I mean? And those yeah. bathhouses have to be really hot because that is all Russian dudes. You know what I mean? That is all like Russian dudes and like lifeguards from Respeech. That's got to be hot. I have not been. I had a chance to go with like a big group of friends and my fiance, but I was sick and everyone was like, no, you should come. It'll like clear your sinuses. And I was like, no, no, I'm the type of sick where I just do not want to have to talk to people. Yes. And I feel like I'm going to have to talk to you in this bathhouse. Um, yes. totally. And I feel like I made the right decision. Uh, but now I, I haven't agree. had another chance. Yeah, I think I think it should be a treat. I think it should be like an edible. I mean, what I love about the Russian Turkish baths, by the way, okay, you get a schwitz. Where do you go after? You go to Veselka. What could be better? So I like it to be like a full day where we like, yeah, you take your edible, you go, you have your schwitz, you get purified, you get scrubbed, you have some like possibly triggering experiences, you have a gorgeous <laughs> lunch after. Yeah, I don't think you should be like suffering and it should be, I love when you go alone. I think that's the most fun, but I agree. If you want to go in a group, like it should be a treat. So it should be fun. Yeah. How do you know the code? I've always wondered this where it's like, how do you know, like I look at you, you look at me, we both are having sex now. Okay. Like it happens so quick. I feel like this As is someone a- who's very ignorant. This is always a problem for me because I'm such a spaz and I'm so bad with eye contact. I got cruised last week and I was like, bitch, you need to just hold the eye contact. What are you afraid of? But um, I guess for me, I there's something amazing about this kind of coded language because let's say I were at a nightclub and I made eye contact with a guy. I'm just like, do I have to like talk to him now? Like, do I have to make conversation? It, that is my worst nightmare. That's hell on earth. 
the mm-hmm. idea of everything being unspoken and being really liminal and ambiguous is really like the best part. So I love this for me, especially when you're alone in one of these spaces or with friends, but you just kind of wander off. It just becomes purely unspoken. And that to me is the most fun. So it really is just about like eye contact. Okay. He, he is, you know, I'm following his hand. Shit's going down. And it's just kind of like an inching together into place that I really like. From what I've heard, the Equinox steam room is Babylon. Uh, It's apparently just absolute pandemonium. I had an experience at Crunch where the hottest guy I've ever seen sat down next to me in the steam room, but there was a straight guy next to us. And I was like, okay, I'm not jerking you off like with the straight guy here. But I said very loudly, I was like, I'm going to go take a shower. (laughs) Assuming he followed me. He didn't follow me. And I was like, babe, can you read the cue? But yeah, the reason that I, the way the code works, and this is hard for me because I'm neurotic and I'm uh, a spaz, you really need to like give it time, which is like, I am sitting here, I'm relaxing. I'm going to peek my eyes open once in a while. When I do, I'm going to make eye contact with you. I'm going to see what you're doing with your hands. Close my eyes again, open them again. You know, it's, it's like, there is this idea of like time and of just like, I'm going to take my time and I'm going to like inch my way to you that I really like about that sort of coding that I feel like in a bar or another scenario, it would be, would feel a lot more like rushed and it gets a little bit more frantic, at least for me. Um, so yeah, the, the code, it, it is all kind of eye contact and it's silent, which I love. And I, I've had an experience where like I've hooked up with a really hot guy in the bath. And then after we leave, it's like, we're in the locker room together. And it's like, so who are you? You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, well, now what do we talk about? Like, what is there to even talk about? You know what I mean? Like, what if you do, what do you do if you're like, you guys hook up, you're really into it. Like, do you, do you ask for their number or do you just kind of like walk away to your separate lockers like and and go go on with your day natalie i think if i were a gay man i'd be so fucking clinging i'd be like can i what's your what's your instant handle like one time i was alone and i hooked up with this guy and i he and his whole gaggle of hot friends were going up to lunch after and i just tagged along which is (laughs) psycho they were like wanna come and i was like okay and i was like with this group of men who all claim to be tops, by the way. I was like, okay, here we strike one. And they were all talking about, and I was like, what am I doing here? Um, this isn't working. Like, I'm out. For me, it's tricky because I think there's a freedom of being like, great, I never have to see you again. That is so empowering. And that makes the experience hotter. Then I think you can have this moment of like, oh, wait, that was actually really cool. Maybe I do want to see you again. I have had experiences where I've hooked up with a guy in one of those situations and then I'll see him out and then we can like strike, strike up a conversation. But um, to me, it's the, it's actually, you, yes, I feel clingy, but I would never want to expose myself or act clingy. So I'm like, no, I'm too cool. I don't need this. You know what I mean? So there's this kind mm-hmm. of course correction that happens in an interesting way that I like. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. 
And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Um, I don't know why. Uh, well, I do know why. But uh, in my head popped, uh, how is the Disney gay doing during COVID? Oh my Have God. you stalked him? Natalie, I'm so glad you brought this up. Um, <laughs> it like as, literally just popped in my head while you were telling that too. And I was like, oh my God, what about him? As is listeners dr- of Awkward Sex in the City know, Natalie and I had a groundbreaking conversation about the rise <laughs> of, of instagays. Let me just say this. Natalie and I had this conversation before TikTok. Now there's a whole new breed of hot gays with TikToks who think that they're like comedians or something who have millions of followers. Okay. Okay. So the disease has spread and Natalie and I are now (laughs) living in a post-apocalyptic society. Okay. Natalie and I talked about um, a guy I had sex with who was so hot great sex who started an instagram identity in which he does sexy poses in disney paraphernalia um natalie let me just tell you 
it has gone to a whole new level. There are now oh multiple God. Instagram accounts. And let me just tell you how many followers he has. Um, he essentially, it's a full net. It's a full, there's an Etsy shop there. Uh, there have been articles written about him. He's now, oh yeah, I'm seeing there's uh, an underwear influencer article. Um, <gasps> he, he has a store. He, you can like buy pictures. Um, and, and by the way, his Amazon wish list is bigger than ever. So he is getting, oh yeah, 25,000 followers on Twitter. I assume 200,000 on Instagram. He is doing all sorts of like buying options where, you know, you can, for this much on his Patreon, uh, you can get a, a photo of him in a Mickey Mouse hat, whatever, blah, blah, oh blah, God. blah, blah. His Amazon wish list last time I checked, we have fancy thongs. We have protein powder. I think his whole life, I mean, I told you this, his whole life is paid for. Include, oh, there's mm-hmm. an OnlyFans. Let's see. Okay, Linktree. I mean, this is a whole network. I, I, I am just, oh yeah, OnlyFans. There's a 2021 calendar, Amazon wish list. Um, he's now uh, like a, a sponsor for some protein powder. Patreon, there's a store. Okay, there's a link for Black Lives Matter. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta laugh. You really gotta laugh. Oh, okay, God. OnlyFans has um, 26,000 likes on his OnlyFans. And the Amazon, cool. I mean, this Amazon list is gorgeous. Okay. This Amazon, he is requesting Pokemon games, Nintendo gear, uh, clothing, socks, thongs, uh, butt oh plugs. I mean, so. He has hacked the system and I am, once again, I am left in the dust. So he is one where I'm like, wow, that was really great sex. A monster has been created and nothing can stop him. And now, by the way, we live in his world. So any gay guy with a six pack can create a really just nothing substance, like uh, this, this online identity that has no substance, no ethos. And by the way, I celebrate all, all of my friends who have OnlyFans. I celebrate. This is something darker because this to me is not, not like actual sexual expression. This is like manipulating. Th- this is like uh, commodified manipulation of people's like basis. It- it's not even sexual to me. It's more like, it- it's more about like consumerism. Like my friends with OnlyFans, there's a real trade going on there's like an exchange this is like pure malice and there you know who i'm talking about though there are these gays now on tiktok where it's like you're just hot like mm-hmm. go to a bathhouse get jerked off like <laughs> you know why do why do you need to have eight hundred thousand followers many of whom hate you because they want your body and they want your life but they actually resent you so it's mm-hmm. dark it's dark psychic forces natalie <laughs> Yeah. Does he have a TikTok? Has he gone into TikTok world? He has to have. So I'm going to say this. We're dealing with a Virgo here. And I don't think TikTok is going to work of him, be, work for him because TikTok is supposed to be a little bit more fun. It's a little more playful, which is then when we get all of these kind of corporate gays just doing silly faces and silly dances. That's not really going to work for your for your 
average kinky Virgo who's very serious and very intense. He, it's much more about control, which is why the kind of Patreon-only fans, kind of the more uh, photo Instagram scenario is going to pay off more for him. TikTok is a bit more like, look how silly I am. And isn't it wild that I have a perfect (laughs) body that you could never have? You know what I mean? And it's like, Uh okay. Wow. So dark. So dark. But again, one of the greatest episodes ever. Like I can already feel it. It's so good. Uh, Thank you. Do you want to, before we stop though, do you want to talk about the luminaries a little bit? Babe, I so appreciate it. So I have a podcast called The Luminaries, which used to be just a straightforward interview podcast. Now it's more me talking like I am with you, Natalie, so comfortably. But also we're doing uh, astrology of legends, icons, and luminaries. This coming week's episode will be the astrology of Miss Brittany Jean Spears. Uh, Previous weeks, we have done the astrology of Aaliyah, the astrology of Rasputin. Um, So... uh, it's kind of a mix of that. It's a mix of me talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, my own astrology, kind of everything, uh, and my own um, spiritual sexual journey. So it comes out every Tuesday, The Luminaries with David Odyssey, Spotify, Instagram, Spotify, Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, wherever iTunes are sold. And, you know, I appreciate all listeners. I am on Instagram. I'm still getting a hang of Twitter, but on Instagram, I am David underscore Odyssey. I love it. David, thank you so much for coming back. This was, this was, this was a pleasure. great, this is a great episode. It was a chaotic episode and I'm glad to, um, you know, I'm glad to recall these kind of halcyon days of New York. And I hope, I truly think this summer things are going to get wild again. And I, I hope that's the case for all of us. Um, but I was really glad to. I think we're going to hit, um, like, ni- like after World War One, after Prohibition, 1920, like New York City is going to be fucking crazy i can't wait i can't wait yeah, I, and I, think I think it's, it's the summer too i agree and i think it's going to be the summer of yeah park sex like i don't think there's going to be any like institutions that open up i think it's going to be people making their own fun in really like oh yeah ways. um and i think that's really hot and like so i love it i'm i'm on board for that oh my god me too oh my god i can't wait so, well um, is there anything Natalie, you want to talk about before we end? Oh, sorry. No, I, you. I just want to say thank you so much and, um, you know, sending you all my love and uh, I hope we can connect again soon. So thank you. Of course. Anytime. I'd love to have you back anytime. And then one day when Pleasure Test is open again, you'll be in that basement. Oh, you oh never God. did the basement, did you? You did upstairs. Yeah. The no, basement's I open did upstairs, well, which I again. love because you have. You have the people walking by hitting the window panes while you're talking about like yeah. you know, losing your virginity. Um, so thank you. Um, all right. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. All right. Anytime. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you guys for listening. I will be back next week. Uh, I can't believe it's already halfway through. February and we're almost at March when it's still March of last year. Time is fleeting. Time never stops. Time has stood still in this shit. I cannot wait for when the world and institutions do open up and we can do the bathhouses and the sex parties and whatever you miss. 
I was just saying the other day how much I just miss, um, you know, going out in a jumpsuit and having to get naked in gross, gross bars, bathrooms where it's just, it's just wet and it smells like blue and the lock on the door never works. So a lot of strangers have seen my tits. You're welcome. Here's, here's to the future. Thank you guys again for listening. Remember to wear your mask, double mask, wash your hands, masturbate, rate, like, subscribe, tweet to me, email me.